At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to Inquiries of Our Reality. Everyone obviously uses the web every day for cat videos, recipes, and looking up answers to life's many questions. It's probably the most influential part of technology of our era. But for every positive action, there's a negative reaction. Yes, you can post videos of your family having a good time, but for each of those videos, there's something darker hiding behind each corner. The dark underbelly exists, but hidden due to knowledge of how to access it. Not that you would want to. But today's guest has traveled to the darkest corners of the internet and back to make you aware of what could be just one click away. Due to the nature of this conversation, listener discretion is advised. And due to the content of this topic, we did have some technical issues we had to work through. So hold on tight because this information is definitely worth it. But before we can get into that, of course, I got some news and updates for you guys. Um, I will be vending at Squonkapalooza, which will be August 26, 2023, um, in Central Park, downtown Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, it is a free event. It's going to be happening from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., rain or shine. Uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff going on there as far as vendors, artists, crafts, games, speakers, movies, activities, live music, food trucks, and cosplay. So, uh, if you guys are able to make it out, definitely uh, come and say hi to me over at my table. Um, if anybody is coming out, it'd be really cool if you guys wouldn't mind uh, 
making some type of contact so I know that you guys are coming, then at least I'll know your guys' faces and names so I can point at you guys and say, hey, I know that guy. And uh, I literally will do that. If you guys want me to do that, I will point at you and I will make it as weird as possible and pretend like I know you and dance around and I'll make it weird. It'll be fun. But uh, that's one event that's going to be happening. So I hope to see you guys there, of course. But moving on in front of the house, if you guys haven't already reviewed or rated the show on Spotify or iTunes, it'd be really awesome if you guys wouldn't mind doing that. It's a good way to help the show get seen by some more people. And of course, if you guys give the show a five-star review on iTunes, um, I will read on the show, give you guys a shout out. That's always fun. I love reading those. So hopefully nothing negative and you guys throw me some more uh, positive reviews my way. It's been a little bit since I've gotten a review or rating for the show. So anything you guys throw, definitely appreciate it. Uh, If you guys aren't already following the show on social media, highly recommend that you go and do that. Uh, We are now active on YouTube and TikTok. If you guys are interested in going and checking that content out, um, I'll be posting some more new video content, be it clips of the shows, uh, some recent pictures that I had posted from a paranormal investigation that I had recently been on. Um, There's always going to be some more cool stuff. I'm always trying to expand the video content over there. So go and check it out. Uh, If you guys want to pop into the Telegram or the Discord, have some awesome conversations with some awesome people. Uh, Still in the process of building those up. So anybody hopping in, it's more appreciated than I can ever say. So do me the solid, pop in, even if you're just kind of bouncing here and there for conversations, any little bit thrown in, interacting always helps, always great. And you guys rock for it, of course. Uh, if anybody wants to be a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, cryptozoologist, experiencer, contactee, UFOologist, uh, whistleblower, any of that, any open-minded individual, I want to sit down, I want to have a conversation with you. So don't hesitate to shoot me a message because I'd love to get you on the show. You guys can, of course, shoot me a message on Instagram, which is the one that I'm the most active on as far as social media goes. Or you guys can email me at inquiriesallrealitypodcast.outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form. That'll go directly to my email. And uh, make sure you check your spam or junk folders. Make sure nothing gets missed because more often than not, it seems like a lot of stuff gets pushed that way just because of me sending out links for the show. They just assume I'm spam. So make sure nothing gets missed because I do respond to every single email and message that you guys send me. Um, You guys listen to the show. You guys interact with me. The least I can do, of course, is respond to you guys. So don't worry about me not responding because I will respond. Just make sure that the message doesn't get missed, of course. And uh, if you guys enjoy the content I do, you guys can always go and check out Bizarre Encounters, my... uh, other show that I do with my two awesome co-hosts, Orin and Jenny, uh, deep diving into bizarre encounters, just like the title says, uh, talking about paranormal, uh, UFOs, aliens, cryptids, all that fun stuff, uh, all died from our perspective. Also some interviews get thrown in there. Some encounters get thrown in there. It's a really fun show. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Um, it's a little bit more comical than this show. Yes, we make some jokes here and there on this show, but over there, uh, we tend to let it get off the rails just cause it's fun. Um, mainly in the intro and stuff, you know, if we have a serious guest on, we'll keep it a little bit more serious, but when we're doing our dives, we have some fun with it, but I think you guys will really enjoy that. If you guys enjoy this show and uh, if you guys want to keep tabs on all the things that I do, you guys can of course go and check out open minds media. Uh, that is what I keep the YouTube, uh, the TikTok, and I do have a profile for it on Instagram. And I use that to mainly post everything for all the shows all in one place. So if you guys don't go follow Bizarre Encounters and Increase of All Reality, at least go follow Open Minds Media and keep updated on all the different content that I'm putting out. And uh, if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. Uh, as far as this show goes, uh, there is a Patreon for Open Minds Media, which is 
Bizarre Encounters and this show all coordinated into one place. So you don't just get one show, you get two shows. So it's a little bit more bang for your buck. And that also includes any other shows that I may put out in the future. Uh, there's multiple tiers over there. Um, all of them have different perks. Uh, some of those perks include ad-free episodes, uh, live access to episodes, live replays of episodes, which is the video format of the episodes. Uh, there's also exclusive merch store discounts. And of course, it's always expanding. So if you guys have anything that you guys would love to see for the Patreon, just let me know. I'd love to incorporate it and give you guys exactly what you want as far as that goes. Uh, you guys can also donate to the show directly through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. Um, if you guys donate anything to the show, if it doesn't give you some type of option to leave a personalized message, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know that you guys donated because I'd love to give you guys a shout out on the show. Give appreciation where appreciations do, of course. Uh, the third way you guys can support the show is through the Open Minds Media merch store. Uh, there you're going to find designs for all of the different things that stay under the Open Minds Media category. Um, I will be dropping some new designs pretty soon on there. Um, I might even start incorporating some other crypto designs that may not necessarily be pertaining to either show, but just my own little series of different merch designs I want to do. So keep tabs over there. Check it out. Let me know what you guys like. Um, let me know what you guys don't like, and then I can kind of coordinate the store accordingly. If you guys haven't already, don't forget to go and check out Crypto Theology also. There you'll find yourself a bunch of awesome cryptid merchandise, uh, paranormal merchandise, UFO merchandise. Uh, a lot of really, really cool stuff. Joe's always dropping some new stuff, a lot of really cool parody designs. So if you haven't already checked it out or seen me posting the shirts that I'm always wearing on Instagram, I highly recommend that you do because I guarantee you guys will find something that you like there. And uh, just a little PSA I want to throw out here as far as uh, supporting podcasts. Uh, if anybody has a podcast that they love, there's a few different ways to support the podcast. There's ways that you can support the podcast by spending nothing. And there's ways that you guys can support the podcast by throwing a little bit towards it. Uh, keep in mind that producing a podcast isn't always free, but we do love doing this kind of stuff for you guys. So if you guys can't throw anything back as far as that goes, uh, you guys can always leave a review. That's an awesome thing to do. Uh, tell somebody about your favorite podcast. Uh, you guys can also set auto download on any of your podcast catcher apps. And that way it'll get tallied as a listen, even if you guys haven't listened to it. So it's an awesome way to help us uh, keep boosting and promoting the show. Uh, you guys can also just email us, say thanks for producing the podcast. Uh, we definitely all dig doing that. And uh, I'm not just saying that for this show. I'm saying for any podcast you guys enjoy, give a little bit of love and appreciation back to the people that you know try to keep you guys entertained for free for the most part. And uh, if you guys want to support our work and make it so that all of us awesome podcasters might have eventually be able to do this full time and uh, just be able to produce just nonstop awesome content for you guys. Uh, you guys, of course, can always support Patreons. You guys can make donations to the show. Uh, you guys can buy merchandise from the merch stores. Uh, you guys could always try out some of the sponsors that somebody might have on the show. For example, you know, going and picking yourself up a t-shirt from Crypto Theology is always a plus. Um, I don't necessarily make anything off of that, but it's just, I love Joe's work. I really want to support him as much as I can. And uh, anything that I can push his way just makes me feel good because I just really love the stuff that he puts out. And I don't see anybody else out here that's doing stuff like him. So even that can extend past podcasters, of course. And uh, this isn't necessarily pertaining to this show, but I know there's a lot of podcasters out there that do live events. Um, if you guys just make the time to buy a ticket to go to the live events, that's a great way to support the shows. But there's endless ways to support the show, whether you want to actually incorporate money and spend something or not. But don't forget to support all of your favorite podcasts in some way, shape, or form. Even interacting with the podcast, going on to the Instagram, uh, interacting in the Telegram or the Discords, like it means the world to us. So anything you guys do, again, more than appreciated. Just a little PSA I want to put out there as far as uh, everybody that's listening to the show. Don't forget to support everybody that you guys enjoy listening to. And uh, everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is available down in the show description. 
And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show for the second time, Tex. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Um, I'll introduce myself very quickly because I want to jump in with both feet, like just jump in running uh, with the subject um, about the dark web and my experiences with it. But you can catch me on the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I am with uh, that angle as well as, you know, very, um, very important uncensored topics uh, regarding the world, its state, and um, the powers and principles and, you know, at play here. Um, thank you for having me back. Uh, you know, I think I've introduced myself to check out the first episode. I think that was a pretty good, uh, introduction to, you know, who I am as a, uh, human being, but this is also going to fulfill the second half of that and a, um, more, I guess you would call it, uh, grounded to earth, uh, true crime side of myself. Uh, every man has two sides. Every man is a coin and that uh, uh, way, you know, you have your, and this is definitely a dark side uh, in this 3d straightforward timeline uh, that we call reality. This doesn't have anything to do with the secret space program or anything to do with uh, outside powers, but it does have everything to do with evil and uh, evil. Can you hear me right now? Um, Oops, it's already cutting out a little bit. Because we've already discussed the electronic harassment, we've both been suffering, and no doubt we will be some scatter. Uh, Shane and I have already discussed this. Can you hear me yet? Yeah, it keeps. It's already cutting out like so, crazy, uh, man. Yes, I can. Because I keep catching I, I like every you, couple words. Perfectly. There's, there's no. Oh, yeah. I'm. It's going to be the case. Um, I've already made uh the apology on my side got, uh, with dude this thing is it's like not even coming through my board at all and it keeps cutting out even on this like this doesn't even make any sense and that shit this is like a government secret of theirs it's way beyond my pay grade and like they can do that shit from like bands and stuff and like it's all digital so this is just like a computer keystroke to them child's play and they, they, Silicon Valley gives them all the back doors to all the apps and everything like that. I mean, it's like they operate on a whole another level. And that's something I want, I was going to get into about their, their technocracy, the technocracy they got, man. This, like, if you don't know absolutely how in the internet or computers themselves or smartphones are created and ran from the physical to the software side, like you're really operating blind in the real world today. Like it's like, I don't even know that. I, I don't know that stuff. I'm not a genius, but they do. And they have the companies that make this stuff that profit from it, helping them out because they gain the control, you know, as well, because they are the government at this point, there is no separation between corporation and state. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, the NSA and Disney are the same people at this point. I think I got it. Uh, I think we're rolling. Can you hear me? Good, at least on this side? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. All right, yeah, I think I got it rolling now. I think we're all good. I had to, like, back out of the program, come back in, then go into my Bluetooth settings, specifically click on it with Bluetooth, turn off two other Bluetooths. Like, 
usually it automatically connects to the board, but yeah, this time it wasn't, I had to like go in and like fuck with all the settings, but I think we're, I think we're rolling now. Sweet. As long as you can hear me. Yeah. Should be all good then. Yeah. I can. Yeah. We can hop back. Yeah. I can, I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's hop back on Riverside or, or continue it on Instagram. Oh, we can just roll it like this. It's working. So I'm just going to let it run as long as we can get let it run before we start having more issues again. <laughs> I think that's a wise decision. Okay. So yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, the thing I wanted to talk about was the dark web and it's real life, uh, effects. It's absolutely, uh, toxic and uh, evil uh, reality and presence. It was like a cancer that arose during the birth of the internet, but its origins are in the primordial evil of humanity and human nature itself. And I'm not even trying to be dramatic. This is a true crime um, reality, just a, a 21st century nightmare. Uh, by the time I was able to even enter into knowledge of it and to see it. And it's available in every single person's bedroom uh, on every single mobile device. And uh, it can it's constantly lurking in that blue glow uh, in terms of when people discover it and the absolute, I guess you call it just, this like corruption it's just a corruption it's like uh it literally uh it is uh and honestly should not be seen literally a digitization and a like a viral spread of um sin and evil and the lowest of all realities the most bestial and primal uh, ancient and like you know just like primeval uh, animal like reality of humanity and life on earth and uh, it's it's uh, an absolute fucking nightmare and it really was but uh, and how much that changes a person inside like myself because uh, I can only speak for myself but I know it affects it because of it's your reality what it really was uh, a window into the collective soul of the world and of the Western world. But it isn't like an isolated thing. This is because it's, because it only exists because it allows you to see what already existed. What it was is it allowed people to see what, what existed and uh, what it has led to is the excused totalitarian takeover by corporate technocracies over what was once the greatest tool of mankind for freedom of expression and education and self-enlightenment, the internet, uh, back into the military-industrial complex's total control. And by now, it's the military-industrial entertainment complex's total control. And uh, currently, they are driving the internet to death. Uh, they are literally killing the internet and people are leaving it by the millions. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, got, I will describe it just for how it is. It's two evils. You know, it's, it's, it's two devils fighting over the control of hell. It is uh, the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. And that is um, what the takeaway is at the end of the day for what the dark web truly was and is. It is truth 
And the truth is, humanity is evil. Humanity is absolutely evil. And the world is evil. And uh, this is uh, something that is found both in the micro and the macro. In the in the extremely personal, which is what the videos would would reveal, and in the you know absolutely metaphysical, uh, profound meanings that this would entail, that this, this would imply, uh, you know, the absolute wrestling of good and evil and temptation in the human soul, addiction to the dark self destruction. Um, prevalent and as, as easily as just clicking a few buttons, opening up a few bookmarks, and physically seeing uh, either a human being being slaughtered in full graphic detail or a visceral, uh, uncensored graphic uh, suicide uh, or a uh, rape or a you know a video of uh, extreme degeneracy or whatever nihilistic uh, black pill that could be uh, seen um, and how that was the drug that was the drug of the 21st century that no one wants to talk about it's not just pornography it is gore it is this dark web reality that is a fusion of all these things um, as much as it is any one of these things like the whole drive and attraction to it and it's uh, across, it's it's international. The the appeal to it is international. It's cross classes. It's cross. It's cross uh, strata of all society. It's cross culture. It is a deep primordial uh, uh, awakening. At least it was, which could which snowballed into, and I, I will hold to that at the end of the day. That the reason why. We're in the situation we are in right now, which is a way of history repeating itself. Uh, I'm fully aware of is because there was uh, such a tidal wave of unchecked digital hedonism um, across, you know, across every single uh, digital transmission device, from laptop to to home PC to cell phone. I mean, for most people. Don't you feel like it kind of started with websites such as like Rotten.com, things like that? So it also kind of became like a manipulative thing to almost kind of see what people might be into as far as digging into the dark web to kind of get to know somebody's actual like taboos so that you could potentially use it to possibly blackmail that person if you were able to look up the things they're into or possibly push them into a situation where they're taboos are something that could actually happen in front of them and then in turn you'd be able to take photographs of them doing it because you already knew exactly what they'd be into and then again be able to hold it over somebody's head excellent points you're making uh the uh, the strata of reality the history sorry the history of the internet uh like can be measured in strata with these old websites and when they were popular and how they got defunct rotten.com i don't think rotten.com was a honeypot website i do believe that rotten.com was one of the best examples of early 90s nihilism and the popularity that it had. It had mainstream popularity with millions of people looking on it, myself included, uh, during its heyday. And it was created in 1996, mind you. Created in 1996. Uh, that's, I think, season seven of The Simpsons. 
if that puts it in any kind of perspective, how, how early it is. I, I was uh, nine years old, right? A very significant year in my life, nine years old. And Rotten.com had come out. And mind you, uh, I am not from an affluent family, nor a very progressive family, nor a progressive society. Uh, South Texas, you know, I, I didn't have a computer in my home until I was in high school. And I graduated high school in 2005. So I didn't have a computer in my house until after 9-11 in terms of like societal growing up. So I could only access the internet at school or at friends' houses, things like that. I had a very traditional Americana uh, upbringing, right? Like, you know, I read books, I drew, things like that. But I know this for a fact because this is the key point. Without any influence, electronically or just through TV, cable TV. It started with cable TV, you could blame. Um, or even then, the the real-life people who were creating Rotten.com were creating it because they were fascinated with this subject matter of misanthropy. Rotten.com was specifically created for misanthropes and talking about the dark, rotten underbelly of reality executions serial killers true crime corrupt politicians sex scandals the disgusting uh cancerous like syndromes the maladies and viruses like you know decay what like just showing rotten bodies for the shock value of it people are fucking fishes in the face and stuff like that like that was a real very popular photo i remember uh from rotten.com but also it wasn't stupid it was like the internet itself way too smart for its own fucking good. And there's a thing called the rotten library and rotten library. There's also rotten history of the daily rotten that came out. And those two things were so significant to my personal education. that I credit the fact that I went to college because of it. They existed and it was inspiring me to actually learn so much about reality that I was literally way, way, way beyond my years. Uh, and this is self-recognition through Rotten.com. So saying Rotten.com is is merely a honeypot, not necessarily true because that is reality. That is what men and women, all because before the internet, it was only available on HBO or Showtime or you know a porno theater or something. And like the old analog ways of finding these black market things like child porn or gore or snuff films, uh, they didn't, they weren't accessible unless you were like very, very obsessed and you could actually navigate, you were street smart or you had connections to organ, had to be kind of a, a criminal, a rarefied criminal, like a true criminal to have like, you know, uh, child porn, but this existed. This did exist before the internet and the internet only allowed that to be in everybody's home. What it did was it took the chain off. The one thing that kept people, like I said, the physical analog of fact that people didn't kill, like that's the thing thing, though, the internet actually lowered all of these things existing in the real world. So it doesn't, all of this existed before the internet. All of this existed actually way more before the internet to feed the demand that did exist for the physical analog material of the most evil shit you could possibly imagine. Uh, see the Nicolas Cage film, eight millimeter, for example, that's a fucked up film, 
about snuff films. It's got uh, uh, James Gandolfini in it. It's got Nicolas Cage. It's got Joaquin Phoenix. That's a major motion picture. Set, I think it was made in 1998 about at the analog 8mm home snuff film market and industry that existed in L.A. Um, these things were actually very prevalent and very profitable. The internet made it for the masses. It made it for the people. There was no physical way, for example, for me to have found any of this information out if I was to live my life without the internet. And with the, and like I said, the com was the beginning of the dark web, but it was in no way uh, as obscure as the videos that it would lead me to and the material that was very mainstream. Bill Clinton and things were giving it attention um, in, in Congress and I mean in the White House because uh, they were trying to censor it. These were the first days of them trying to censor it. Uh, do I believe they were honeypots? No, but I believe 4chan was and I believe 4chan is and I believe that uh, my evolution of the internet kind of mimics the government uh, involvement of it and I, I can talk about my life history with having seen it and what it really affected me as uh, like with some neutrality behind it but at the same time there is some like <laughs> like okay so uh, right now, I was listening to the background music to help me think, and the internet is currently turned off. I didn't turn off the internet. The internet router was turned off. Like someone had gone inside my my browser and turned off the internet access. All right. All right. I was going to say, kind of funny, too, in the middle of you talking, it sounded like somebody was talking over you at a certain point, like a couple minutes back, and it didn't sound like your voice overlapping. It sounded like a different voice. It, this, this shit happens. Uh, I mean, like, they can go, see, they really don't like me talking about the corpos, the technocratic corpos. <laughs> hey, yo, Chum, hey, this is how it is. It's like cyberpunk. It, it really is, but this is how, you know, and that's the thing, we don't we forget the miracle that the digital age really was. We forget the miracle. Uh, it never was the people's. It never belonged to the people. It belonged to uh, two competing sects of super intellectuals that were hoping to make as much money as possible during the wild west of this technology. There were the, uh, the Silicon Valley government insiders who were the legacy researchers and engineers for ARPA and DARPA type internet systems. They studied computers as weaponized systems and for communication value for the cold war. Then there were the hippies, the hippies who had, uh, you know, these extreme genius level intellects that were creating software and personal PCs and things like that uh, to maintain their freedom of lifestyle and, uh, you know, to pioneer new grounds. I think if you actually, anyone would read the early days of like Silicon Valley and the internet in the 90s, they were very utopian. I think if you watch Hackers, there's a lot to say to that too. Like just the mentality of these people, the idealism that they had uh, was was uh, inspiring, you know. But at the same time, they were creeps. They were the misfits. They were the uh, people who intentionally were anarchists or counterculture. If anybody knows that they were products of the hippie movement, the hippies had a very dark sexual side uh, involving child pornography. A lot of these people were like, if you actually read about intellectuals. Most of them promote pedophilia. Folk cult, for example, believed uh, that children as young as infants should be 
allowed to explore sexuality or be used in exploring sexuality, uh, regardless of their ability to consent. This is full cult. And that's kind of coming around now, too, with even the aspect of like the whole maps concept where it wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for the dark web, because people who had that tendency would have just left it in the back of their mind and didn't actually act on it. But now that it's so prevalent and in front of them and easy to do through the Internet, instead of actually trying to go up physically to like a kid at a park and try to talk to him and lure him back in, you can just do it through the Internet and get him to come to you. It's just making this taboo thing more normalized. And in turn, it's making it so that it's progressing this whole creepy ass maps concept that you keep hearing about. And I hate using that term, but straight fucking pedophiles just call them that call them for what they are. As far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. I hate these motherfuckers so much, and that's the thing. Like, I never, I never. When I started researching that angle of it, this was all prevalent. Uh, and at the time, uh, my focus on it, you know, I hate these motherfuckers so much. It's like not even funny. But my focus on it when I first started discovering it was a pure disgust uh, and hatred. Uh, I entered it through gore. Uh, I can talk through my own evolution of it, uh, but the maps thing has been around in America. That's a that's a dirty dirty fucking secret in america when you read about nambla when you read about the delta files when you read about the finder cult when you read about yeah that the cia was encouraging it when you read about the uh the the boys club of of nebraska i believe it was nebraska the boys club uh or it, uh, it it's fucked up like the dc gay prostitute uh conspiracies it makes like the epstein thing look kind of like tame um, like Johnny Gosh case, the disappearance of, say, paper boys, for example, the string of paper boy abductions. Uh, the, even things like the truth of serial killers. They're, the serial killers are a cover up for the uh, mafia's very industrialized way of killing young prostitutes who know too much or have gotten used too often, you know, by certain people. Uh, that this, like, say, John Wayne Gacy, for example, really was wasn't a serial killer. He was just the owner of a house where people buried bodies of young male prostitutes that had, you know, been used to death and shit like that. And that this is actually like a huge conspiracy and that, yeah, exactly. The people who uh, created the internet were in on this conspiracy as well. And that 100% the internet was created to create a way of distributing this stuff because some of the first and earliest files ever shared and distributed online were child pornography. They don't want to tell you that. That's 100% the case. And that people have been using servers such as the NASA server or Pentagon servers. The Pentagon has terabytes of child pornography floating around on it because the internet is not censored through the Pentagon besides through with people from the Pentagon and stuff like that. This stuff exists indexed as the dark web or the deep web um, it, it is fucking untold numbers and volumes of it. Um, and this is just, you know, and I like, I don't even know how to, how to like fully describe how much this is. There are over, I, I think that I'm not even the first one to just repeat this information. There are 360 million estimated 360 million, uh, individually different child pornography videos floating around online. That's one for every person in the United States. Well, that's globally created. Holy shit. (laughs) But if you think about the 8.1 billion and you think this has been happening online, digitized video has existed since, say, just 2000, since we had online digital cameras that you could videotape something and upload it. 
And with the smartphones getting the way they are, that it's no longer an issue. Like, yeah, you could say the saving grace was that it took hours to upload even a small clip, like a couple of megabytes in the 2000s for any video. But since 2000, you know, whenever, 2010, 2012, you could upload hours of this within minutes. And not every country is the same. This is completely legal in some countries, like former Soviet countries who are as intelligent as we are. Australia, for example, is a huge hub of uh, child pornography, archival, and stuff like that. Like People found just servers in the desert filled with terabytes of this child pornography that was just broadcasting like, um, uh, remember Torrents? Yeah. Remember Torrents? LiveLeak, Mega Upload, stuff like that. Yeah, this was a big part of that era. This was all like early 2000s, I mean, late 2000s, 2010. And stuff like that. You could go on Kazam. You could go on Demonoid and things like that. And interesting name, by the way, Demonoid. Interesting name. And that was invite only. And yeah, hell fucking yeah. You could get literally anything you wanted uh, as long as it was, you know, uploaded by someone else. And while this is how I first started kind of innocently getting into this whole world, uh, this is also when, you know, you first find it. You first find the, the surprise in the game. And I, this was, I was college age, and I'm not an idiot. I've been on Rotten.com, like I said. I've read the articles. I know the internet. I was on something awful every day. I was on, you know, 4chan every day. And 4chan back then, it was very lawless. But, you know, it's, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. Because you feel like you're still sane, even though it's insanity and anarchy, especially back then in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. And I was only 18, et cetera. It feels like you can still, like you can still be like, you know, like you're still amidst people. Like, you know, you're not, you're not alone when you see this so that you can kind of handle it better when you do see weird shit on 4chan, right? Like you can get away from it. And then opening up a file and seeing it and then being tempted to look at it for yourself, it's fucking shocking. It's like finding a head in a box. It's like finding a corpse. I can only describe the sense of macabre disgust and deep amount of shame and hatred for the world that I experienced, not only on that first day of finding these files, but also into the idea that the world was so much more fucked up and evil than it ever could have been. And my personal journey would not only start from these tourist sites in college, but lead through foreign websites, the world of the foreign web, the world, all of it's collectively dark web. I'm not a computer genius. You know, I know people are going to be listening at home. Uh, Yes, Tor. uh, I had a Linux operating system at the time it was completely you know like i was really into the internet but if you ask me now it's like a lifetime ago you know you ask me what how college was it wasn't it was basically a big blur you ask me what the navy experience was you know it's a long time ago you ask me you know if a girl had that i was married to and my ex-wife had green or blue eyes i don't know a brown he's like like the details get fuzzy in history there's so much going on so I can't tell you exactly the links and everything, but I know like the young news channel, best gore, ogreish, chaos with or chaotic with a K. Uh, these sites all hosted these videos 
and uh, there was JJ.AM um, just off the top of my head. And it's like seared into my memory these like specific videos and stuff that I had seen um, that were just fucking soul killing. That were just zoophilia is, is fucking terrible. These crush videos uh, that exist on the web. Uh, the various amounts of the different genres of child people, child porn. People don't understand that there's different genres of child porn, and this is all. I mean, let me get this ethically researched. By the way, this is all ethically researched because this is all available for anyone to look up. Doesn't even ask you how fucking old you are before you enter the website. Some of them do. Some of them are like, "Hey, are you 18?" It does that matter, right? Exactly. Like, that's like literally back in the day. That's how much security you needed. Was, "Hey, are you 18?" And then you could instantly see all these videos. Or have to log in or something like that. And like you said, maybe that they were tracking for, for the preferences for your IP and stuff. But I don't even think it's that. I think this is a legitimate human interest. This is legit. Like if you let people just wild, it would look like this. This was the wild west. This was the medieval days. This was, uh, the fucking, this is, it would lead into ISIS. Like historically, this is before, this is global war on terror. So before even the, or this was like, sorry, this is a 2010. So we've already gotten the head beheading videos. We're starting to get a lot of war porn. This is during WikiLeaks when WikiLeaks is about to happen. You know, when, when the idea of the, and the Occupy Wall Street movement and the idea of internet freedom, uh, was really getting debated because they ended GeoCities, et cetera, and they, they only saved one terabyte out of every nine and lost hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of information of private websites, personal websites, et cetera, uh, that are forever gone online because, you know, fuck it. They, they even have an archival process in play. And the, the, the reality is, this is a super fucked up world we live in. And once the third world got cell phones, once the third world got digital cameras, all we were seeing was the truth. And, and that's what they were showing on these websites. And, and they evolved uh, throughout the years uh, from very obscure sites that, you know, you could tell which ones were, real and they were independent because they were against the system and they were just people who were obsessed and they were enthusiasts for the worst of mankind for the greatest of all these evils and uh but they wanted them in this video format because it's like this voyeuristic kick it's like this immortality uh or immortalizing of this fact that shouldn't even be you know this like abomination of reality and it's like there's that side of it. And then, like you said, there started being this creep in of the federal government and deep state CIA, uh, early AI, um, even organized crime, et cetera. And they started planting studio shells into, uh, are you okay? What was that sound? That was, uh, oh, yeah, that was my, my mouse. My mouse went out for a second. I had to unplug it and plug it back in. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you went online. No, and now, now it's showing me a sign on my phone uh, saying "experiencing interruptions?" Question mark. As if though, like, yeah, it, it gets it. Like, if you're experiencing interruptions, find out why. Question mark. Hey, so, um, yeah, like, and then the federal government started creeping in, and uh, this shit was like, you know, that was honeypotting. 
they started taking over Tor. The FBI took over Tor and prisoned the person in Silk Road. This happened in, in, in real life. So you can track the history of this, what I'm talking about, like for yourself. Uh, the dates really don't matter, but this is the evolution of it. The FBI took over Tor. The FBI took over 4chan. Uh, moot selling it basically is the date that that entire freedom of speech angle of 4chan died. 4chan is 100% a government controlled AI bot testing field as well as a data mining network for um, people who are researching psyops and trying to get the pulse on public opinion. The only board that has any real human interaction anymore is poll and um even then, that's that's like you know a three fourths bot and uh, paid for shill and propagandists and psyop and everything like that, like real life spies, etc. Use that fucking shit to try to get over like messages and like propaganda points to see how popular they'd be. Oh, uh, I mean, isn't that, that kind of it, the standard it, thing you even see with like legalizing drugs now? It's 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 a matter of the government sat back and let people set things up for them. And then once there is already a business running, then their intention was to swoop in and take over that business. So that they're the one profiting off of it instead of letting all these black market people profit off of it. Once they get a business up and running and operating, then they just come in and any other weird taboo market that could possibly exist, be it drugs, sex, guns, all that, it's all government controlled once everything gets gets set up because they want to be making every bit of profit off of it that they possibly can in yeah. turn. And that's why they arrest Absolutely. everybody that's involved is because they want to control it. Absolutely. And um, the big the big uh, website that they controlled was called LiveLeak. Now, I don't know if I'm aging myself, but I don't know if you remember LiveLeak or not. Yeah, I remember that. Live <laughs> Yeah, Live Leak was 2010s. That was the 2010s vibe of the dark web because it made it mainstream, like Rotten.com had made it mainstream uh, 20 years before. Um, you know, it was a a introduction of the mainstream of the dark reality of the world. Firefights, uh, war porn mostly, but Live Leak during its earliest days had crime and a lot of murder that would qualify itself as snuff film uh, level. Because it really is. It's a real-life snuff film. And the ideas of snuff uh, really need to be expanded upon, too, regardless of the sexuality of it. It is real-life murder. You're watching men and women die uh, through, no matter if they're a Chinese steel worker or a drug dealer uh, getting assassinated in Brazil. Um, you know, And this is uh, a big jump forward when it comes to availability. Before this, you know, I will admit that the internet was not popular at all, and only hardcore nerds or children actually cared about the internet. The 90s, 2000s, even the the mid-2000s, really, like, only students and people who needed to use the internet had any real, like, care about the internet for terms of entertainment or fun or anything like that. And I'm talking like MySpace era and shit like that. This is a very primitive time of the internet for today's standards. Um, Then like smartphones hadn't even really been invented yet. So, I mean, the the idea of this, like this is Blackberry era, like uh, being mainstream at all, like having regular people have access to it. This is the era where Lively created, like Lively was shown on mainstream news. They were, they were really a, a fucking, this is a massive psyop, and it was created by the military industrial complex, uh, specifically to 
be propagandist in a psyop operation to show videos of ISIS and, and to show videos of military operations to dehumanize people to violence, to numb them to violence, and to increase the fervor and zealous rate, like, like, like to create a rabid feeding frenzy in the international audience that was seeing it across the Middle East, across Europe, across Africa, across South America, and across North America. Um, Live Leak is the reason why there was so much momentum gained during uh, the ISIS wars, for lack of a better war, word, the Arab Spring, because Live Leak was able to bring not only the glorification of ISIS fighters, but real life, uh, you know, like it was, like without Live Lake, that couldn't exist. That wouldn't have the entire war was filmed from start to finish. Every single gunfight, every single firefight, every single extra, uh, execution of a prisoner, every single uh, you know uh, psychological operation, uh, public execution, uh, speech, etc. That was all broadcast straight into everyone's home through a mainstream, legitimized. Uh, newsfeed source that was modeled after YouTube memetically the red and white symbolism and everything this was akin to when Vietnam was the Vietnam War was broadcast into American homes on live news that's the level of history repeating itself in terms of how much it fucked up America and fucked up the world like when people watched that spy get shot in North in South Vietnam during the Tet Offensive they could watch that 10 times over a uh, hundred times worse. You could watch a 14-year-old boy have his head sawn off with a combat knife and then have it placed in his lap by our allies, moderate rebels. You could see that. You could see suicide bombings. You could see uh, you know, Assad helicopters dropping barrel bombs onto um, civilian targets of uh, rebel-held territories. You could see uh, the aftermath of, uh, you know, ICBM strikes or Israeli airstrikes on Syria and Damascus. You could see that. You could see the Battle of Mosul straight from your couch. You could, you could smoke a bong and watch, uh, the Battle of Mosul play out in real time. 100%. That's a reality that, that does exist that we are living in now. Um, the fact that it doesn't exist in the Ukrainian conflict is because the Ukrainians are losing. And the uh, Americans in the West has too much invested in the image of the Ukrainian government to actually allow the truth to create the fervor again, because it would just be the reverse in effect. They realize that, that the, the opposite is true, because it would be demoralizing. And um, th- this is 100% the case. See, isn't there that like almost less of a push as far as trying to show that kind of stuff if they're amping it up as far as like horror movies and all that kind of stuff goes because now people don't necessarily need to see it through TV in order to get that fill. They're seeing it through scary movies and they're seeing it to the absolute extreme that they possibly can in scary movies to the point where they can't differentiate it between real and not real. And then from there, it's just completely just normalized to them where they can watch the most gory videos they possibly can on the internet. And it probably still wouldn't compare to the gore that they're able to almost do through horror movies and that weird taboo 
enjoyable fill people get from watching the most decrepit, morbid possible horror movies they could possibly can watch? Well, there is the idea of the simulation, which is the horror movie, the art piece of the horror movie. But even now, I think that we're well beyond that, that even a teenager now in modern American society has watched people die in real life, has watched cops kill people through body cams, has watched real ballistics, the impact of bullets into skulls, for example, seen real brains on the sidewalk, uh, heard the gurgulations of death. What, what was once only a reality for serial killers is now the entertainment for teenagers. What was once only the reality for hardcore gangsters and mafiosos is now the entertainment for high schoolers to, to literally have uh, weapons and to uh, be in the mindset for life and death and to pull to kill a man a rival, uh, whatever, you know, an enemy, a uh, warrior's life, that is your average teen drug dealer in Chicago because of the dark web. But that's, like I said, the dark web didn't create any of this. It only allowed the true reality, which had been carefully suppressed through censorship, to come through. A reality that typically is the worst part of humanity, reserved only for uh, war, for total war, the things that are unmentionable in humanity, genocides, um, colonialism, shit like I say, like the, the dark, like if you read a history book, you this is nothing new to you. If you have a college education in human hit humanities and history or cultures, this is nothing new to you. You know, the French killed 45,000 Algiers in one day in May 8th of 1945. That's humanity. That's the French. That's the first world nation after World War II, after they were liberated by the Nazis, they decided to turn around and kill 45,000 of their minority citizens in Paris with their police. Because mankind is built on blood and rape. And uh, the distinctions of right and wrong are created only in a healthy society, a society blessed by God, and for lack of a better word, a good society, which America used to at least have the excuse of having but in reality never had the internet was only the window to the soul of what America truly was a nation based on extreme violence, uh, pedophilia opportunism, um, and, and just as an illusion behind the brutality of real mortal existence. Um, hold on. Let me just, uh, re reset. I got to do the hour. Uh, save this audio and then click a new audio file to record because it only gets an hour maximum. Oh, for sure. Um, but, but yes, this is like medieval shit. This is like the Inquisition. Uh, but everyone being able to see it whenever they wanted 24 seven access to it. So yes, you had kids, teenagers now able to be in their bedrooms with their, with their uncensored internet access on their mobile devices or their, their, their laptops watching what was only knowable by ISIS mercenaries or real soldiers, like, you know, seeing human beings maimed and killed and slaughtered in war or, or seeing the most depraved sexual acts known to man, um, extreme BDSM, extreme to the point of huge capital X, extreme. Um, levels of degeneracy, 
homosexuality uh, of all kinds, fetishization of, and this is not even dark web. This is like just that side of shit by 2015 era. You know, that's what I'm saying. By 2015, now we are now at this time where you don't even have to go onto a site that might give your computer a virus. You can just go onto like Pornhub and find a real video of a human trafficked girl being gang raped in a motel in Florida because Pornhub had that video hosted and it had over a million views. And that was a huge legal battle. Uh, there are things like the girls do porn uh, uh, crisis. That guy went to jail for life because he was running a porn studio involving the manipulation and possible, uh, you know, rape of, uh, you know, exploitation of these women. And it was a bona fide porn studio. But in reality, that man has now gone to jail for life because of this reality that these are crimes. These are honest to God crimes. These are immoralities. These are hedonisms. These are in a lawful society illegal, but now are broadcast to you. Um, like all the, all the, the subtle psychological operations that are happening, demoralizing the porn viewer are the, the actual, you know, persons because they realize that it's the perfect hypnotic device is the brainwaves of feeling adrenaline of seeing this stuff. So they're no longer hiding it. The federal government is acting like they're censoring it, but the reality they're just keeping it to use against us when the time comes, because they know it's, it's just, it's too, it's like, Oh, it's that pure heroin. Oh, it's that pure cocaine. You know, the government can say they're making it illegal all they want and taking it off the streets. But in reality, they're keeping it for a very elect group of people because they know it's so good. That is where the adrenochrome is coming in. That's where that shit really comes into play. Uh, for once, I think the masses actually tasted the food of the gods, as it were, and have gone insane with the grapes of, uh, the, you know, the, the grapes of fucking wine, the god wine, the, the ambrosia of blood and death and fear, uh, that they, that they have. And this is not even something that one or two people, this is in every city, every single caste, every single strata of society, every coast, all across America, all across the world. People have been corrupted by this stuff, either through the porn way, which involves ultimately the road to child porn. Um, all porn addiction ultimately will cross the road to child porn. That is the case. That is absolutely the case. Because all porn is the fetishization of taboos. Every single one of them is a taboo. And you're not supposed to be doing or engaging in any of this. You know it instinctively. And that is what draws you and attracts you to these things. Uh, think of, uh, in an uncensored way, uh, uh, transsexuals and how they've risen to popularity. And that's 100% a sexual fetish. That is not, like, they can say whatever they want. It's a sexual fetish. Like That is 100% how influential this stuff is. Once that started becoming available for everybody, it created this entire identity hypnosis and the movements and stuff. People identify with this stuff more than they do with traditional religions or societal roles or, or things because that's how fucked up it, it, that's how corrupting it is. That's really how corrupting this whole thing really is. It's like um, every single person I think 
with internet access has engaged in this um, in some way or another. And things like furries, things like uh, the animal kin rise of movements, the LGBTQ movement, um, BLM, all this stuff like that has arisen through the nonstop broadcasting and the mass media distribution of these, what they would call dark web videos. Videos involving snuff or which is gore uh, in any kind of way, uh, either sexualized or, um, you know, real life violence. Uh, because the fake stuff doesn't work. That's the thing. The fake stuff doesn't work. It, I used to be scared of horror movies. I used to be really into horror movies. I, I love the thrill of them and everything. And after watching the first person uh, actually get killed by a serial killer, uh, actually die, it, 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 you can't go back. It doesn't count. And then, of course, I am my own man, and there's a, there's a whole other aspect of that, too, which I don't even want to get into, which involves MKUltra and uh, organized crime and the military intelligence complex, etc. But and I am not an angel. In fact, I am very close to a devil, as uh, one can get without being in hell. Um, but I used to be. I did find Christ. And this is where I kind of have to reiterate how ethical this was. Uh, because yeah, if I, if I actually told the truth, I would be really implicating myself in a lot of shit, but you know, I have to keep reinforcing the fact that it's ethical. Um, I did, uh, flirt with an internship in the FBI in 2013, uh, 2014. I did flirt with, with being a member of the FBI hyper forensics, uh, group. If I would apply for that program, if any program would be that. And I was so involved in it. And when I was going to the University of New Orleans, that I actually was having dinner at the FBI director for cyber forensics of the Gulf Coast's house, uh, FBI special agent Goldine and his Swedish wife and their mansion in New Orleans. Um, this is just a part of my life and who I am. But I've also eaten dinner with David Duke, the former head of the KKK. And, you know, I have a very illustrious and weird life uh, of elite contact in the South and things like that. So this is like absolutely one of those things where I don't think I could have been the man I am. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having such an acquaintance with both the military, having been to the military and uh, survived it, you know, thrived in it. And then, you know, flirted with the Illuminati circles that I did and their secret societies and Knights of the Golden Circles, et cetera. You know, people who I actually was involved with back in my um, darker days, my, you know, Order of the Nine Angles days. And it's 100% because I was involved with that, that it was uh, a battle between good and evil in my own soul. And I believe that this is a big reason why eventually I converted to Christianity and wholeheartedly gave myself, like, I, I consider that old version of myself dead. Uh, but that happened around 2014 with the FBI internship. And I was taking a very serious interest in doing this professionally, of researching and doing the cyber forensics. And one of the things that I would learn is that Yes, the FBI completely owned the entire internet. The FBI completely owns the entire fucking internet. There is nothing you can post or do online the FBI can't trace. And they have a programs that don't even exist in the civilian market. And this is nothing new to anyone who knows anything about hacking. In fact, like I said, I am not even smart about this. I am an idiot, uh, to be honest. I am, I am the dumbest per. I was the dumbest person in that fucking class. I was just the dumbest, like, Aggie you could possibly imagine. Uh, in that class, just a Texan, just a dumb fucking hillbilly, just a redneck, <laughs> you know, like just, just someone who fell off the back of a truck. And uh, these people knew their shit. These people could fucking hack your your fucking world apart. They could own you to fucking hell and back. And like, just get on your device and shit wirelessly. They knew all the different programs and software. They had it all on their shit. Like these people were just students and they knew this. And the people who I was, you know, the people who were teaching these courses were fucking like wizards. They had written code for these software programs. One of them was called Scalpel. And Scalpel uh, could literally read the files off of a destroyed cell phone or computer. You could physically destroy a computer, like light it on fire, and it could still manage to get uh, as much information as possible from it. Like, this was reality back in 2014, and it was absolutely cyberpunk type shit. You know, like I've I've had my stuff packed from fellow students wirelessly, just with like you know they just boom and they're like, hey, check it out, I've hacked you, and you're like, damn, like you know, like they know all your, they can just dox you and stuff like that. They it's working within the code, it's working behind what you see online, like the website and the code behind it. Like they can, like it's that's no joke. It really isn't. The reason why I dropped out of it though isn't because of any lack of skill or, or like worrying about it. It was because I knew it was corrupting me to a point where I felt like I wanted to either kill myself every day um, and was only living for this as feeling alive. And it was absolutely driving me insane. It was driving me into the darkest. And I, I have a feeling that in 2012, we entered a very dark timeline. I believe that in 2012, we entered into a very evil timeline uh, because CERN, uh, had activated, and I believe this was uh, part of its full crescendo. You know, full, its full, its full, you know, uh, effect and bloom was. I was looking at this shit literally, almost semi-professionally, and was thinking about making it a career. Of these are terrible uh, videos, and the ones that they were actually allowing us to see 
uh, just to get us ready for it. Now, yes, they were allowing us to see it to get us ready for it. That's how fucked up the FBI is. They're allowing you to see this shit, you know, in rooms and stuff like with them. Daisy's Destruction. I don't know if you ever heard of Daisy's Destruction. Uh, I haven't personally, but I do have a comment to make about uh, just how dark this stuff can really be to people's minds. Um, if you don't prep people for this kind of stuff like they were trying to do to you, and this is probably why they had the intention of having you involved in this program is because you could take this stuff in. Uh, just an example, though, the person that had to watch the videos from the Toy Box Killer, after she finished her reports, the next day she ended up committing suicide from watching those videos. So it takes a special yeah. type of person to actually be able to take this kind of stuff in and not resort to that within a couple days of just watching this type of content. No, absolutely. And we watched that shit. I've, I've heard Charles Parker Ray's entire manifesto, the whole like, you know, you're waking up right now and I bet you're confused. And now I, I, that whole shit, I saw the toy box. I know everything that was in it. I know that, you know, he had a union membership for uh, United Cinema or United Cinema Artists, UCA. Um, yeah, he was he was involved in Hollywood. They found paperwork in the toy box itself uh, implicating him that he was a member of a director's uh, studio in Hollywood. So those films were being broadcast to Hollywood for distribution from a major motion picture studio. Um, I, I have seen real serial killer evidence. I've seen Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, confession video uh, that's fucked up and really puts a spin on things. Uh, everything in his apartment um, program to kill, for example. I was very, very into that. I read that entire book with by Dave McGinnis. Uh, Dave McGowan, I'm sorry, not Dave McGinnis, but Dave McGowan. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, serial killer videos, uh, Bob Bardello, uh, with his photo uh, photography of, of torturing men to death, uh, gay men to death by electrocution, et cetera. Uh, the Candyman killer in Houston, uh, his photos and file evidence. And, and that includes everything from putting things in people's urethras and smashing them, uh, like glass, uh, to, and it's, these were little boys. These were, these were, runaways in houston texas and it actually that hit kind of close to home because you cannot not see the resemblance and shit of people you know you may have known yourself and um it, and this was like these are just the the serial killer things that people who are into this stuff like this is who the this is the people who joined the fbi for this kind of level of shit this is what they're really into so this is not even like this is part of the class this is just what we were talking about and what we would do is watch true crime and like the realest true crime, like real shit and like out like encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers and criminals and different kinds of crime and different kinds of uh, motivations and the realities behind it. I was like a real life fucking L by this point in my life. And I was only uh, 26, 27 by 2014. So I was like a real life L, you know, I was just like, like just being killed by the crime of the world, but being super fucking into it. Like I cannot, like it was driven by a purpose to have to like involve myself in this. Because once you see it, you cannot let it go. And it becomes something that like becomes all that you are. You never sleep. It fucks up your sleep because every time you close your eyes, you're just seeing it. And I didn't even know how bad it was. I watched some of these videos in front of my parents as kind of a cry for help, but just kind of like, just be like, Hey, this is what I'm watching you know, and kind of stuff like that. And I would just show them videos of like Mexican cartel executions and things like that. And they fucking lost their 
shit. Like my, I remember my mother throwing up and my father like being like, turn it off. Like he's like, he closed his eyes. Like I still see that shit. Like just was very deeply affected by it. And that was just stuff that you could find on live leak and stuff like that. Like I said, like these were like real serial killer videos, the two men, like two maniacs, one hammer, the ice pick murders. Uh, and then you have the M lady tapes stuff like that. And this was researched over a number of years on my own, as well as with this program, like it, but on my own, on my own, mostly on my own. And like I said, this is all because of the deep obsession and the freedom we had. We had the ability to look this up back then. This didn't, like I said, Tor at the onion uh, browsers. Uh, yes, but I wasn't doing anything illegal. I wasn't downloading anything uh, beyond the obvious. But this, this subject matter is taboo and illegal in itself, you know, but it's not. And that's why it was freely available because it's not. It's like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's, it's, it's like easier to get than any drug. It's easier to get than, than anything really like uh, eventually because you don't even have to know anyone. You just have to have a lot of time on your hands and a lot of privacy because at this point you're just kind of spending a lot of time by yourself. And, uh, you know, you say it's just, are you isolated? Do you have a nihilistic tend to want to see the worst possible things because, you know, for some reason this has become your, your obsession with, with evil. And you're like, you're, you're now in your shadow of the life. And like I said, timelines might have gone pure, pure shadow fucking evil timeline. Uh, so this is just a reflection of a greater metaphysical reality, but this is a window to reality. Like every sexual thing online involving amateurs. That's because people are having real sex like that every day without it being filmed. Without it being filmed. The filming doesn't inspire the action. The filming is there just because people don't believe, like people are like, I cannot believe this is happening. I have to film this or else no one else will believe it's happening. And this is because people are just so amazed at the stuff. Like I said, the kids, the kids are getting raped without the cameras. The kids are being raped without the cameras. That's just happening. The, the, Cameras only exist because people are just building an industry and culture around it because it's happening so often. It's like, you know, people surf every day and mo and nine out of 10 times they surf without being filmed. But eventually a, a cameraman will come out there and take a photo of a surfer because or film a surfer because it is there to be filmed. That That is something that will inspire the filming and an industry will build up surf photography, surf magazines, and these are, these are people who are entertained by seeing the images of people performing their hobby, their craft, their art, or whatever. Now, the sick, sad world is that those, exactly, those murders, the cartels are killing people like that every single day without it being filmed. And there are still tens of thousands of films. And then you look at the statistics that 300,000 plus people are missing in Mexico because of the cartel wars. So this is happening. This is just a reality. You're just seeing what's going on. And, and what I think is happening is that it's not a bad thing. It's not a, it's not a corruption. It's not that. It's a, it's a yes, you've lost your innocence, but you're now waking up. And this is, I think, our, as a Western powers, um, initiation into the real world and away from the American dream the providential naivety of the world that we presume to live in, we presumably were born into and a dark MK ultra trauma bonding kind of thing into the reality that we now exist in. Um, 
like nine eleven type shit. Like that was like it fucked people up subconsciously. Like this entire thing was meant to fuck people up subconsciously to prepare us for a decade, a century of extreme hardship. Because what happened before and what always happens will again happen, and it it is it's better to be prepared even for the absolute worst case scenario than to be innocent when that worst case scenario happens. Like innocence is not a virtue in the real world. And I think the CIA knows this. I know the CIA knows this for a fact. I know this is probably a big part of the plot. Like they want to create in America, the nihilistic satanic super soldier without having to have them come to them. You know, they want to reach out to the soldier in the future soldier and, and program them in their home. And so that with anything happens that they have these sleeper agents, a whole nation of, you know, nihilistic, uh, fucking psychopaths. I mean, just to make a comment on that too. I mean, nine 11, when that first originally happened, I remember I was in first grade, so I couldn't have been more than like six at the time. And I remember watching the news and I remember seeing that video of the person jumping off of the towers as one of the sides was open and the second tower was, or the second plane was coming. So assumably for a lot of people in my generation and myself, when I was six, that was probably the first solid video that I ever saw of somebody actually dying. And that was right on the news. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like this is, it's happened before in other iterations, but those things always were like life altering events. Like the, the, the video of nine 11 with the jumpers, that shit's fine art now. Like that has, they've been made movies on that. They've made documentaries on that. It's a phenomenon on that's been recognized, but yet this goes unrecognized. This phenomenon, no one is talking about the fact that yes, you could see, um, suicide bombers blow themselves up for the last 20 years. You could see that. You could see, you could stop it. You could pause it and see every single detail of it safely from your home without the subconscious reality of that. That's like, a, like I said, it's, I always bring back the Vietnam War because it was like the first major American war that was videoed, I, I filmed, like the Buddhist on fire and stuff like that. That fucked up a generation too. Like that, that whole thing, like seeing these images, it has an impact. And even if you only see one, the fact that they so mass distributed all these different varieties of videos, uh, and they have names and they have these things like Daisy's destruction is a very well-known, uh, video of a, of a snuff film involving a very small and young child in the Philippines with a white foreigner named Scully and his mistress. And it's, the merciless cruelty and like the fact that it's so determined and purposely done, it doesn't make it the only crime that ever happened, but it shows you what it would actually seem and look like, which is something no one should ever see. Like just because it's not the only thing ever happening and we know the world is evil. I, I would say today, even after having seen that, that no one should ever see that they should get every copy of that film and destroy it but I know they won't because they use it because it's reality. And the thing with the reality is even if you want to censor it, it's you're, you're not doing it. The you're not getting the God message. You're not getting the message that God is 
sending you by having created this in such a fucked up way. It's trying to use evil for the purpose of good. And if that is not a wake up call to save your soul, to see that this is the world that we really live in and that that is the true pain of God, that the idea that this is a spiritual matter, like a metaphysical matter as well, that when you actually see, uh, and I hope, I pray that you actually don't because I know you're a family man. And I, I pray that no one actually sees these things at home, but uh, you can hear law enforcement officials describe this stuff, but to see it, imagine how it really it fucking echoes in my soul, like a fucking scream. And it's like, like to see a child tied up to a table and a grown man take a shit on the child, like a, like a baby, like a fucking baby which is something I've seen to see a video of a man dressed like a dog bite a infant to the point of drawing blood while masturbating. Like this is the kind of shit like to see uh, men of obvious power and importance, frightening a little girl with a large knife by scratching at her, you know, completely in this nude environment, like, like sexualized context of fear and sadism. It it makes it so much more real to know about the Illuminati and the deep state, Pizzagate and shit. This isn't just words on a fucking blog. This isn't just LARPing. This isn't just conspiracy theorists in a trailer park not knowing what the fuck they're talking about. This is the reality that FBI agents like Ted Gunderson have been trying to tell the public what, what no one can understand because Good people are handicapped by their own ignorance and innocence when con- when thinking about the actions of evil people. Like the satanic panic, the McMartin schools, etc. That existed and was not filmed. When they put that on tape, you know, it is it is like if it like it is the world that we now live in, that those horrors and everything, you can, they're real and you can see that stuff. You can see it. There are people killing dogs, having sex with animals, like dogs, like raping them, like like cats, crushing kittens heads, uh, throwing them in a river, lighting them on fire for, uh, some audience that exists out there. Uh, that's like the idea that people are paid to murder strangers simply just to record it to get the thrill of it uh, as a power play um, or that organized criminals thrive in a world of digitized content creation that uh, like of, of murdering their rival of like, yeah, like, we're going to kill this guy. Let's film it and upload it because this is a thing we do nowadays. Like that is like a thing that has a life of its own that has a humanity, a soul of its own that goes beyond the internet. They use the internet as a tool. That is the evil of, in men's hearts. That is the evil that lives, that is Satan. That is, and there is no need to to think Satan is anything but men. Because in this context, that's all that you need is, is men to behave like men and commit the evil that is in their hearts and has always been. Uh, men have killed each other with the sword. Men have killed each other with the arrow. Men have killed each other with the knife uh, since the first days of society, since the first days of mankind. And they will 
do so until the very last days of mankind. And they will film it in virtual reality, uh, 5,000 HK or HD definition or whatever, uh, if you give them the opportunity to. The more technology you give them, the more they will use it simply to film the truth that they of their lives. And the truth of their lives is this uh, taboo. Is this, I, I cannot use that word, because when I use it, it's not to say, oh, it's taboo. No, it's taboo in the, the ultimate forbidden, you know, forbidden sense. Like, you are unclean. Like, if you knew someone did this shit, you wouldn't want to look them look at them. You wouldn't want to be in the same room with them. It's kind of the- and like, uh, there's some, well, there's, there's a sheriff, for example, in Florida, and he they busted this Orlando Disney employee and the Disney employee had hundreds of images of infants, infants being bound, gagged and restrained and sexually abused by various men taken at his property, but they have no clue where he got the children, where, who these men are, or what ring he belonged into. They just busted him. And one of the questions the sheriff said that the wife asked when they were dragging him away in handcuffs after investigating him and serving the warrant was, did I marry a monster? And it's, yes, ma'am, you did. Because this was a, this was an employee at Orlando Disney. And shit like this is, is a 300 plus million Americans, if even 1%. Was was actively involved in this shit. It's too many to fucking count to stop or to even express just how busy they could get and how like you know like you're talking. It, it's just like it's it's just like the rotten reality that we live in. Like and, and to bring it back, yeah, about rotten.com. Rotten.com didn't do anything new. Rotten.com allowed the mainstream to see like reality for the first time I feel. And regardless if everyone wants to preach against it, which is the truth, you should preach against it. You, you absolutely should loathe and hate it. That the fact is that it is something in the deepest, uh, fundamental reality of our, of our society that does make right and wrong is because there's so much wrong that exists and that every single person has that, that capacity for self-destruction and for sin and for evil and for, uh, for just that much like fucking evil. Like I say, it's not even, that's not no other word for it. Just that's good enough. Right. Like say evil. Yeah, I mean, shit, and, and, just to give you kind of an idea, too, of like how much this stuff can be hidden and covered. Uh, I come from Detroit area, and everybody that's kind of familiar with Detroit knows that it's honestly like a sex trafficking capital of the United States, one of them, of course. And uh, there was a building that got caught in a burned out neighborhood in Detroit that had 130 something kids that were in the basement of this place. And they supposedly had like passages in different places where they kept them. And who knows what kind of content could have came out of this place. And I saw one news story on it and I bookmarked it. And then I went back to go find it again because I wanted to talk about it in a show because this was about a year and a half ago. 
um, I couldn't find the bookmark anymore. The story was completely scrubbed, couldn't find anything about it. And uh, there was only two guys that got named in that from the original article that I read. And then again, I can't go back. I can't find the information. So that's just just another one that got hidden. And that was 130 some odd kids. Who knows how many of these things there are everywhere that are busted all the time or still hidden that people have no idea about. And it could be literally right in the burned out neighborhood. That's 10 minutes from your house. Exactly. No, 100% correct. And like people don't even realize the, the, the fact that like, uh, because the numbers have gone down and like overall, like reality that that's how America was and has always been. And it's like this fucking night. I say it's just living and waking nightmare of, 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 um, just right in the shadows, like right, right at the edge of what you can and cannot see. Like, I don't know if you watched the, uh, the black phone. Yeah. Yeah. I did not too long ago. That was probably like a month or so ago that I watched that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm saying like, that's the shit like that. Like these people are not, they're, they're your neighbors. They're the people who live in the houses. Just no one goes in and out. I said like, there's like, fucking shit happening like and that's the thing like when you watch a horror movie like that just to put in context or the mainstream ability, you can just go online and look for the real life stories of it Syria for example massive amounts of human trafficking it happened out of Syria um, child brides rape uh, human trafficking into the sex trade look at the Ukraine the Ukraine was specifically known as the number one source of child pornography in the world in the 2000s that's where most of the shit comes from. Yes. Uh, actually, immediately once the Ukraine formed the state, because it, it took until like the late 90s, that one of the major uh, businesses in the Ukraine was a art studio that took advantage of the fact that the age of consent in the Ukraine is like 14. And they would have very high class, uh, if, if such a thing exists, uh, child pornography shoots with young very, you know, very young um, ballerinas, uh, dancers, orphans, women, uh, uh, girls of like, you know, peasant class, low means and everything for, because uh, the idea is this, Western ethics in America has existed and was very strong, like conservatism, which made it illegal in the first place for the Bible belt and the people who were super Christian and, and puritanical. Like there are dry counties, like alcohol wasn't even cool. This is why, this is the backdrop, the context. But in Europe, especially communist Europe, like ex-communist Europe, the nihilism, the 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 apathy, the the fucking hatred and anger and shame, the the idea that human life is special does not exist as concepts in some nations. Southeast Asia, for example huge hotbed of uh, sex tourism when it comes to pedophilia and child and sex, which is a lot where this media and content comes from. Um, surprisingly, a lot of places that have this thriving industry, pornography is illegal. Like, like in Malaysia and shit like that. But it's no secret that you can go there and fuck like a nine-year-old girl. Like, it's, it's the idea of the censorship of the media uh, I say cannot be, cannot uh, stop the fact that it's in the human heart. It's a it's a crime built like cannibalism into the very fabric of what it means to be human in a mammalian sense. And I hate that as much as I have to say it. Um, this world is evil, and humans are animals, and all animals like are, are like you'd be surprised. A cat will eat its own kittens. Um, incest in animals exists very 
very often without any shame or context to it. Humanity's in influence of shame and the idea of laws and ethics and taboos in Western society has arisen through spirituality, but not reality, reality. Like uh, incest, for example, is extremely common in even modern day America. Like, like fathers and daughters, mothers and sons. Oh, I mean, look at the um, whole porno thing with that, though. There's this whole weird push on you see on Pornhub all the time yeah. where it's like, oh, this is my stepmom. Oh, this is brother and sister porn. So it's like, obviously, I mean, that stuff's not real, but it's still pushing people into that whole mindset. And who knows? It might even get to a point where some of that stuff actually is real, but people just think that it's just something that that's set up for the internet. But really, realistically, they're fantasizing about it if they're watching those videos on purpose. Like, it's yeah, there. It's it, in, it's that's in the I'm mainstream. It's an echo chamber. Uh, for example, um, uh, like it, it's one of those things where it's an echo chamber where even though its existence is rare or uncommon, uh, the fact that it exists in the real life uh, produces the desire to see it in the media or to see it in the graphic representation of it, right? So like um, simulated rape, Rape exists in the real world. Simulated rape is like stuff that you would find on Pornhub, which entices audiences to pursue that to finding the real life thing or to researching it more and then either doing it or uh, becoming obsessed with it in unhealthy ways. Like, uh, I mean, that stuff too. If the person never, if the person's a missing person or they're somebody that nobody's looking for and they do these like rape videos and then they put them on Pornhub, if there's nobody that reports it as actually being a rape because that person, again, nobody's looking for them and that person specifically is in trafficking and they're not going to be reported, like who knows how many of those videos you could be watching if you're into that weird stuff on Pornhub and it could honestly be the real thing and nobody's reporting it so nobody knows for sure, but it, it, legitimately is the real thing and they're just posting it up and then you look at things like serial killer videos there's a whole industry in serial killer videos specifically about that like the homoka tapes the homoka tapes because they would call the ken and barbie killers in canada they recorded their crimes and vhs copies of their crimes have been found in japan in japanese movie uh movie uh you know lounges and things like that like there's a thriving global international industry that that can that can, that these videos go for a high dollar before the internet existed. This was all a physical analog thing. This is what I'm saying is that this is like it's like drugs. Like um, an average person in the suburbs may not have access to hardcore drugs, but the persistence in media, uh, maybe through pop culture, maybe through music, maybe through movies, will entice that person through life, uh, you know, events for them to pursue on their own these drugs and then if they once addicted to their drugs they will start pursuing lifestyles that like i said they never should have because of, of this obsession and addiction into things like sex work or into things like a crime like stealing to feed the addiction homelessness when a person should have been successful etc i think it has um, that kind of effect it's being used as a drug and the big tech companies are being drug dealers and they're pushing it now um, but keeping, like, as I said before, the right drugs, uh, for themselves and for their elite cabals, the weird fucking thing about all of this is like Pizzagate and shit. This is when it all started becoming like fucking mainstream as fuck was Pizzagate. When Pizzagate broke, 
people became woke and like not even woke in the like not woke in the bad way woke is fucking a good way like people started realizing what panda eyes symbolized people started realizing that like fashion companies are like just producing child porn in the form of advertisement like we wouldn't have anything what we have today when it comes to reforming this movement oh and by the way um the the effect it had on me uh personally nowadays 2023 i got off the internet completely around 2016 I fucking got off completely and quit cold turkey for a number of years. I didn't have any social media. I got off that shit. Uh, uh, I I could not get back on it. I had to wean myself on it off it. The only thing I would watch were UFO videos and uh, Bible videos and like holy religious texts and things like that. That was the only thing I'd use the internet for. Like download copies of like different you know Bibles or Gnostic books, etc. I could not let myself continue down that path. And I had a huge coming to Christ moment around 2015, 2016. Right. And one of the things that was specific about that was the need to get off the internet, the need to get away from that drug and, um, to really rehab and to detox from that shit. And nowadays, 2023, uh, I got back online. Um, I see, I didn't have a social media account until the podcast, until my YouTube channel. And that was just because I wanted to talk about the deep, uh, the secret space program stuff and the deep state and like all this stuff, like how it all connected. I became extremely clairvoyant and like, you know, reborn. Um, instead of just being constantly in the shit, constantly pushing through the abyss, you know, I consider that like being on the bottom of the ocean to finally seeing the sun for the first time and breathing fresh air. That's how different I felt spiritually after detoxing from the web, after getting myself clean and fucking facing like that, like the real world, just because it's not exactly. It's like one of those things where yes, it exists, but you can read any history book and you can see the same thing. Read about Kosovo, uh, Serbia and Kosovo, you know, read about Yugoslavia in the late nineties. You can read all about rape, incest, murder, executions, torture, all of it. It's history. That's real life. You don't have to fucking see it is what I'm saying. You don't have to mainline that shit. And fuck, you don't have to snort lines of coke every single day. You know, you don't have to mainline heroin every hour on the hour. You know, you don't have to see fucking marathon videos of uh, these this shit, which is, like I said, you have to fight that fucking new drug. And same thing with porn addiction, et cetera. But, you know, it's even worse than that because it's even, it elicits even a more adrenaline response. It's not just like, oh, this is naughty. This is like, you feel like, you know, like you're committing a sin. You feel like you sh- you're you seeing something that you should not see. You're, you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're doing something bad even by looking at it. Which is how you should feel, which is why it's illegal. You know, it's why it's illegal. There's no reason why this stuff should be legal. This stuff is extremely, um, like I said, disturbing content, and it's it's does irreparable harm, et cetera. Like, there's no reason why heroin should be legal, no matter if your philosophy is no laws and no drug laws. We all know heroin's bad. Like, it has, like there's no one positive story of doing heroin. Like, oh, I'm going to change my life for the better. Like, you're just judging it unfairly. No, it, like, fucks you up. Right. Like these are things that fuck you up. They debilitate you. They cripple you. Right. 
uh, like watching someone shoot themselves never produces a good result psychologically. No, and it's one of those things just like drugs that you're always looking for the next next thing. So it's like once you watch the most twisted video, then in turn you're subconsciously looking for the next most twisted video, then the next most twisted video, and then eventually you get to a point where you get tired of watching the videos and you want to actually start doing this stuff yourself. And that's kind of the progression that they're intentionally trying to push people towards is that if you do have that psychopathic tendency, they want to spark it up in you to bring it out in you so then then they can profit off of you also contributing to this mass sum of video content on the dark web. Yeah, the destruction of the Western society, basically. It's what it ultimately degenerates to is destruction of Western society. And like I can't imagine like the real world like without it, but at the same time, like because I can't because it's so monolithic to how it affected it. Like okay, imagine all the teen suicides, the epidemic of suicides, the epidemic of drug addiction, like opioid addiction and shit like that. The epidemic of depression, body dysmorphia, um uh identity crisis. You got people dressing in full-on fursuits, which started out as an extremely obscure fetish online, participated only by arguably mentally ill cartoonists. And it has evolved into a socially acceptable mainstream industry of young of youth, which is like the fursuit industry and shit like that, like fur conventions. Like, this is not innocent. Like if you see a girl with cat ears and stuff, know that it 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 this is the culmination, the, the normalization of extreme degeneracy. Yeah, I mean the next step after what? that, assumably, is going into bestiality. And just to make another comment about like today's youth in general, uh, I often wonder if when people are getting these uh, gender changing surgeries, if part of the intention behind that is that there is some kind of like taboo weird market to watch the mutilation of body parts. So I'm assuming, and probably you could probably ask anybody that traffics the dark web. There's probably a plethora of these videos out there of these doctors that are recording each of these surgeries. Oh, yeah. And posting them to make money off of it, and that could be where the big lump sum profit for this whole movement is: is that they're actually intending to make videos off of mutilated body part, mutilating people's genitalia, and uh, just recording it and pretending like it's surgery. And they're getting paid by the person that's getting this done to them, and they're also getting paid by people off the internet to watch this get done to somebody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely the case. Uh, and, and not only that, there exist things like you can't even like like it. To describe the actual variety of this stuff, it's almost like there's nothing new under the sun. But it's like you're, it's like if I, it's like if I was making it up. There are industries of people who torture monkeys to death because there are people who hate monkeys. There, there, like everything that you could possibly imagine exists in terms of an industry. And far as the sex crisis thing, the the sex identity thing, it's a fetish. One hundred percent, I'll never be a. Be dissuaded otherwise. It is because there is so much desire in the world to see shemales and transsexuals, and there's a perversion and a lust for that. And it's biblical in terms of what it actually represents. You know, like it's a Babylonian thing, right? And a massive amount of hedonism and corruption against God and nature. It is sodomy incarnate, right? A woman that literally cannot get pregnant and has to fornicate like a man with male genitalia. Like it is, it is absolutely the most unnatural thing that human beings can be, right? By its very definition, unnatural, right? And that's the point. It goes against nature, and you can argue that nature is the the ultimate 
you know, culmination of God, but what is this? It's a, is it a punishment? Is it like a, is it like an aberration, a mutation, like our own, like evil made incarnate, but it's, you know, like, like a, we reap what we sow type thing. Or is this like a demon possession? But it's, you know, for whatever reason, the fact is the internet spread tranny porn like fucking wildfire. And, uh, there's even a reference in the film Ted two about this shit. Like where the guy's like, there's no chicks with dicks. There's only dudes with tits. And Mark Wahlberg's like, I got a disease. Like he, he has to see it. Like he can't fucking, he has, he recognizes it almost as a disease in this mainstream film, the need, the lust he has for transsexuals. Well, it's not, it doesn't even change the character's arc at all. It's just a, a throwaway joke, but that's absolutely the case. And it's because, there's such a demand and lust for it that it promotes the behavior of the person getting the sex change in hopes of finding a soulmate or feeling welcome in the process. And it's absolutely artificial. It does not exist without the internet. It only is promoted by the internet, specifically social media and shit like that. But ultimately porn, fundamentally porn, because it's 100% a sexual identity. And unless you're jacking off or coming or masturbating, however you are, uh, to transsexual porn, you have no interest in being transsexual or have no interest in transsexuality itself. But you have to find it erotic at the very fundamental level. You have to find it erotic to even pursue it. And that's fucked up about everything about that. Because like, like all this, if, if you're finding it erotic, like most people who know true crime know that serial killers always say, the only reason they became serial killers is because they found killing erotic. They had orgasms while doing it. It's they completely literally have you by the balls at that point, because now exactly like maybe this was a massive psyop just to find the people who are actually getting off on this shit to create an army, literally like an army of fucking perverts and like, perverts in a way that now the government has them blackmailed because of their internet activity that they would literally be social pariahs and face incarceration for years for their interests, for their lifestyles. Um, or they can basically be a slave to the deep state, to the corporate technocrats and be rewarded for their service with this shit. My question is... The same is, way as getting... Oops, sorry. I know, it's the same way as just getting a junkie to be like a sex slave because you have... you If you can provide the drug that they are addicted to, you can then get them to do whatever with it, regardless of morality or ethics because that's erased now in pursuit of this addiction. So my question is too, with the whole movement of everything pushing where you have, it started off with, you know, gay rights and then it turned into the transsexual thing and now it's turning into the furry thing, which obviously will lead into bestiality and it's turning into the map thing, which will lead in, which is leading into pedophilia, obviously normalizing of pedophilia. But once you normalize all of those things and they all become legal according to, you know, the, the left's view of the world and how it should be then like what's going to be the next step in order for them to blackmail what's going to be like the next weird sexual fetish that they're going to try to push to manipulate people's minds and actually use towards blackmail for them unless the idea is that you know they have all this kind of weird stuff behind them so the they want to push it so that now all of these 
videos that are out on the internet with all the elites that have been pushed everywhere, they lo no longer could be blackmailed by it because they legalized everything because maybe there's a bigger force above them that's using those videos to blackmail them. But once they legalize those to normal society, then it opens them up from the elites. But then again, the elites are just going to try to find the next taboo thing to push them into in order to be able to keep them back under control again. Well, I think the ultimate taboo will always be murder. I think that 100% will never change. Murder, like, is something beyond the physical. It, like, you know, it, it literally dooms your soul. And unless you are able to be, unless you're MK Ultra and able to create an alter personality and compartmentalize that or have absolutely no soul and are a true psychopath or have a cultural of warriorship that you've been already abused by and informed by, uh, killing forever will be the crime that, you know, once they have you killing somebody on film, uh, you know, basically, yeah, you have nowhere else to go. Like they have you, you like, I mean, I, st I still feel like there out. might be a step above that though. I feel like the, the step above that might be torturing somebody to the point where they wish for death and then you never actually bring them death. I feel like that's, that, that could, that's almost worse than the actual act of murder itself is leaving somebody that in be. that liminal state of wanting death, but not giving it to them. You see, that kind of shit is one of those philosophical things where it's like, it's, it's hard to even gauge what's worse one or the other. Uh, but like Hillary Clinton, we know for Pizzagate had the frazzle drip scandal and the association with that. And it goes beyond just the idea of like, um, like Epstein Island, people don't know this, but Epstein was perfectly okay when he was just having sex with young girls. He crossed the line, though, when he started torturing them in a dentist chair and then eating them. And even in the elite societies, that was a step too far. This, was, this, is, this has been heavily rumored uh, by internet circles of the investigators, etc., as to uh, it's that's the thing. Like you said, it's not a taboo anymore to engage in what has never been a taboo. There is nothing new under the sun. Men of power have sex with young girls, illegally young girls. Younger, the better. Muhammad married a nine-year-old girl. This is, this is a song as old as humanity itself. This is a fucked up reality, but a true reality in that. There is no such thing as childhood beyond what we can make for our own children. If you we did not exist, our children would be raised by wolves or would not survive the butchers outside the door. This is a reality. They would be sold to slaves uh, and slavery. If they did survive, they would be far more brutal and, and, and like, like they'd be wolves. They'd be wolves instead of our children and our real loved ones. We are such a good society that we find that unimaginable that we could not provide the best for our children. But there are some societies that they have child soldiers. Children are just things. And they're competition if they're not, because they're going to come and grow up and then try to take your shit. I mean, right? isn't that so, kind of where we're pushing with society now is they're trying to say that your kids don't belong to you. They belong to society. And once the kids belong to society, they, essentially, they can do whatever they want to them. And you have no control over your own child and how they're raised and how they grow up and the things that they're exposed yeah. to. Yeah, to the state. And see, but this is how it's always been like... um, like you could have been a soldier at the age of 14, you know, you could have been uh, a sex worker and if and by the grace of God, you know, you're chosen into your body, but these are realities that people have to survive. Uh, you could have been a war orphan and a refugee and, you know, sold into a brothel in Syria uh, because ISIS attacked your village 
and you're a Yazidi Christian and, you know, you live in a predominantly Muslim society, so they don't even recognize you as a real human being because you're a Christian. Like, these are realities. That's what I'm saying. Like, this doesn't really, this, this doesn't exist outside. This exists outside the internet. The internet is only showing you the reality of it. But this would be the case in America as well. And America is not special beyond the fact that sometimes it is because good people exist more in America than others. But it's, it's still a place just like that in Chicago, in New York City, in L.A. Um, it's as real as any third world country. It's as real as Liberia. It's as real as Somalia. It's as real as fucking the Philippines or, you know, Thailand or anything like that. Like if you were a teenage runaway in LA and say you're 16 years old and a woman, you are going to be victimized. Like there is, there is no mercy to be found on those streets. You're either going to go undercover and try to get away without people noticing you, or the more people notice you, the more they're going to get, they're going to try to get you. And it, none of it's going to be good. It's only a matter of how much dignity you can preserve and how uh, much you can save, you know, before the, eventually they just, you know, devour you and eat you alive. And this is the case of America in 2023. Like it's Great Depression 2.0, and it's about to be even worse. I think history repeats itself. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where uh, during the Great Depression, you had people selling their kids, and obviously people were selling their kids thinking that they were selling their kids to go work somewhere and work for somebody else and essentially be a laborer, but who knows how many of those kids ended up going towards weird sexual things that at the time weren't being recorded. But now if we got into a great depression point and they made it so that the state obviously would see it as like your kid is being part of the state and you could sell your kid into part of the state. The difference between now and then is that your kid isn't going to be used for labor. Your kid's going to be used for, Oh, got kicked out again. All right. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. It's a call ended from your side. So I think it, it kicked us both out. Yeah. See, as soon as we're talking about trying to make some progress and on the subject, they start listening in. They're just like booting us both. They don't want us to talk about this because this is like real shit. This is the stuff that people don't want to talk about, but really, really matters. Like, look at the Hunter Biden thing. Can you hear me again? Yeah, you're coming now. Cool. That was- yeah, they, they kicked us off again. They kicked us off again. As soon as we said Hunter Biden, they kicked us off. Yep, because I started talking about the uh, this rape tree video that keeps getting sent to me that I've per- I'm trying I, I I've gotten it sent to me by a handful of people and I haven't watched it. I just keep seeing the thumbnail of it, but it's supposedly of uh, Joe Biden using a rape tree, and who knows where it was recorded at? Could have been recorded somewhere in the Ukraine, but I mean, at least from the the screen picture of it, me not hitting click on it, it does look like it's a girl that can't be younger, can't be older than like sixteen at the most. Oh, yeah. And there's a very famous Joe Biden whipping a girl. He's flogging her and he's naked. And he's an old Joe Biden at that, too. So it's not a, it's, it's a pretty recent video. And uh, there's one. She's a brunette. She's like South Asian, Southeast Asian. And Hunter Biden has a number of. <laughs> Got kicked again, if you can hear me. Hello? Yep. It came back again. All right. Sweet. That's it. Like, I hope they can kick us off. Yeah, no, this. Long story short, it's not even top secret. You can find this on online, right? People have made it a physical book that the Hunter Biden laptop is the dark web fucking like for a boomer. He's only like 10 years older than me though, right? So I can't really talk shit. But like uh, Hunter Biden is like 40 in his 40s. 
So it is like what we were talking about. What is the character of the ethical reality of an American in today's world, the, the 21st century? It's Hunter Biden. Someone who, if he could, would have fucked the president's daughters, quote unquote. But yeah, he did fuck Malika Obama while doing cocaine while she was underage in the White House. Uh, there is nothing sacred. There's no, everyone is a hedonist. Everyone is debauched, just like ancient Rome, just like Game of Thrones type shit. That is the re- incest. Like He was having sex with his brother's wife while his brother was dying of uh, brain cancer and introducing her to crack cocaine while going on sex tourism vacations to have sex with children in the Ukraine and across Asia and going to Illuminati sex parties with, uh, you know, European royalty and shit and fucking Lady Gaga. Like, this is the thing. Like, it's not just one thing. It's like if you let the fucking, you know, rat into the fucking cheese factory, He's going to eat everything. He's going to take a little bite of everything. It's not just because people are pedophiles or zoophiles or into like Illuminati sex parties or whatever BDSM. It's because they're into everything. They do not tell themselves no. There is no such thing as no anymore. And to God, rather. Because God is always there. Uh, but these people, you know, are they, they are blind to it. They indulge themselves only in their vanities. Sorry, I was getting cut out there for for a second. It keep, keeps bouncing back and cutting back out on us again. And weirdly enough, when you said that, I've had my camera off and I have my camera covered up with the lights flicked on. Fucking hell, man! Like seriously, they, we are hitting some good ground here. They are they are really fucking. I don't know. They are paying attention. They are listening in now. And like, this is the thing. Like, it's not like we're speaking radically. This is not a radical conversation. This is simply a conversation about a subject matter, and we're getting spied on like this. Imagine if we really were revolutionaries, etc. How terrified is this country of its own people that simply paying attention to the world that it created is warrant to be like surveilled and spied upon? Like, I'm sorry, I, I what of talking about the thing that everybody fucking knows about already, <laughs> the thing that millions of people have already seen. Like, and that's the case, because to be honest, no one is talking about shit like this. Not like at this level, not with this reality, not with the sincerity. Like, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, yeah, we're the baddest motherfuckers or I'm speaking the truth or anything. But to be honest, most people do not want to talk about this do not want to talk about the ugly reality in the world that they see themselves in this, that they see what they hold sacred about their sexuality or about their identity or about their pride and ego is based in shit like this and the bad karma of a country like the USA. And this country has some fucking bad karma. I mean, shit, just even having this conversation through Instagram, uh, Instagram's owned by Facebook. Facebook has ties to the FBI, and I'm assuming, assuming that they're probably uh, catching key words here, and that's probably what tuned them into listening to this conversation. And I mean, it, just in the conspiracy community, I felt like when I first kind of came into everything, it was like a semi-regular topic to be talking about these elite pedophiles, and it seems like it's a topic that's died out, and be it through the matter of... You know, possible people being uh, threatened 
uh, from what they're talking about or having technical issues running like this as they're talking about these types of topics. Um, I don't know. There's been some kind of push, obviously, to keep people away from this as much as possible. And like I said, even just through dealing with technical issues, it seems like it's pushed people away from not wanting to talk about these these types of topics. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like the idea of having a cop like in the room with you, you don't want to speak freely. You don't think you're free, even though, you know, he's just like, Oh, I'm just here. You know, and it's like, no, you're here for me kind of thing. It's just, you just got to give someone that, that deep state authoritarian attention, like uh, let them know they're being spied upon. That's what's happening now. This tactic, because you know, exactly. This is, this is bad level um, harassment. And this is, the, I have, this happens when I talk about the secret space program a lot. And it's like, you know, this stuff I understand because it's about elite pedophilia. It's about pedophilia in general. It's about the dark web and technocrats and corporate control and a lot of shit that people don't. When I talk about the deep space program and stuff like this happens, I know i Goddamn. <laughs> it's like every fucking 15 seconds, man. Holy shit. Wait, hello? Hello. Holy shit, dude. It's like every 15 seconds it keeps cutting back out. And every single time I try to call you back... It just stays on that connecting screen and it won't actually like do the dial to connect in. See, just cut out again. Yeah, I can hear you now, man. This is this is unreal. This is fucking crazy. Like Dude, it keeps saying call failed every single time I try to call you. This is like I'm I'm telling it like it is. This is censorship from the deep state. This is some fucking <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Let's see if we get longer than 15 seconds. <laughs> Hopefully. If we can't, then it's cool. No hard feelings. Like I said, I have nothing personal. I know I know it's not you. It's it's uh, fucking the deep state stuff. But yeah, we'll do a part two, man. We'll, we'll jump back on. Sounds good to me. So I guess for now, we can uh, do words of wisdom and kind of wrap it up from there then. Uh, words of wisdom. Um, the only words of wisdom I can give out right now is that, you know, it's the horror, the horror. If you guys enjoyed the show, don't forget to take an extra five seconds to leave a rating for the show on Spotify or take an extra 30 seconds to leave a review for the show on iTunes. And of course, I will give you guys a shout out on the show. Uh, if you know anybody that might enjoy this particular episode, don't forget to share this episode with them through word of mouth. That's an awesome way to help the show grow. And uh, like I was saying in the beginning of the show, I can't stress it enough how important it is to have your guys' support, um, be it through if you know if you can't donate or do anything like that for the show, just sharing the show, anything, even coming into the community, um, interacting, uh, giving me your feedback on stuff, uh, any support, no matter what, be it through even just conversation, is more appreciated than you guys will ever know. So don't be afraid. Shoot me a message. Let's have a conversation. Give me your opinions. I want to know them, and I want to meet. I want to get to know all of you guys individually because I see all the numbers. I don't get to see your guys' faces, and I want to be able to connect some faces to it. So even if you're just sending me a simple message saying, "Hey, what's up? I enjoy the show," that's honestly great, and I would really love that. And uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can message me on Instagram, which is the form of social media that I'm the most active on, or the Discord, of course. Uh, I got to get used to saying that one because I am a little bit more active in the Discord than I used to be, of course, trying to restructure it and grow it a bit. Uh, you guys can also email me at inquiries of our reality podcast at outlook.com. Or you can go to the link tree, fill it in submission form, and that will go directly to my email, of course. Uh, make sure you check your spam or junk folders. Make sure nothing gets missed because I do respond to every single message that you guys send me. Everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash inquiries of our reality podcast. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. 
and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.